When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and greatest edition of the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop at the Helms today. And although I'm not at a helm, we are, well, we're not on a ship either. However, we are steering into high waters, into... I guess old England, a classical period England, so we can deep dive season two of the hit Netflix series, Bridgerton. Yes, that's right, folks, Bridgerton. We are two seasons in, and I mean, the Yonko table, we decided to pass on season one, which was a mistake because we did watch it, a couple of members of the table, but we are here for season two, and we are here to break down and discuss the highs the lows and what is there to enjoy a season two maybe we'll talk a little bit about season one that's okay but goodness gracious folks i am not here alone who's that dork it's dars captain falcon they're forcing me to do this we have a new supernova coming to the table today we have all hail i'm sorry all kale Caesar, all kale Caesar. How's it going, all kale Caesar? What brings you to the table today? Um, a love of, you know, historic romance and signs. Signs. Consistent sighing and deep breaths. Sighing, sighing, deep breaths. Well, there's a trap full of them mm-hmm. in Bridgerton. So <laughs> all kale Caesar, we're glad to have you at here today before we deep dive we have some other supernovas here let's get a word from them and hear who's joining us tonight all right let's get into it all right bridgerton i mean goodness i mean before we just get into this i mean there's a lot to take from bridgerton i mean as all kale caesar said it's a (laughs) historical drama i mean i don't even know if it's even historical at I think they're fictional, but it's a historical, it's a period piece. It's a yeah. period piece. I mean, actually, there's other reasons why it's probably not that historical. <laughs> We're going to sure that elephant in the room does not get much. <laughs> well, well, here, yes, the elephant. Let's talk about the elephant. I think it's a modern day period piece because we have multiracial, multi-ethnic backgrounds all inhibiting this classical period in England. And I think that was an initial draw for a lot of people when it came to Bridgerton. They're like, what are these black people doing here? And you know what? I got to say, they all look good. Like, dang, the Sharma family. Mm -hmm. Woo! (laughs) Yes, the Sharma family. They even broke new ground. Colors, all of that, like, they needed some of that in English colonial historical times. I mean, I just think as far as what society could have looked like long time ago, if there was just a lot more acceptance going on, and it's cool to see it portrayed here because, you know, I think, it. I think we're tired of the period pieces where it's kind of just historical, all, all, yeah, historical, <laughs> historically accurate. It's cool to see people with diverse backgrounds in these roles. Um, 
I think, you know, that's what drove, that's what drew me in. Um, I saw the trailer for Bridgerton and I was like, oh, this is like old English. I'm not really into that stuff. And then I saw um, Lady Danbury and the Queen and I was like, had white servants next to them. And I was like, what is that? A little role <laughs> you know, reversal. I was like, what is that about? Um, and that's what definitely drew me in. Um, I love season one. I have my criticisms about season two, but um, but um, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I mean, that's that's okay. <laughs> we can be with criticisms. That's all right. That's what I mean. Any good show, if you don't critique it to you know to a certain degree, was it that even enjoyable? We only critique about the things we care about. But um, you know, with that said, yeah. Do we have expectations going into season two? I mean, you know, talking about elephants, I think a really big elephant was the, um, our man, your boy. My man. Your man. Didn't come back for season the, two. The Duke of Hastings. <laughs> Great opening because when we saw that season two was like airing and then he tweeted out that like he wasn't going to be part of season two. He's going to let some other characters shine. We were all like, what how dare you you were the right. whole captivating part of season mm -hmm. one like what like is this just gonna go downhill from here but i was pleasantly surprised to say that this season it i think it held its own without the duke anthony bridgerton stepped up to the plate he did sexually oh <laughs> oh when you know speaking of sexually i knew i mean as far i mean this was not an expectation of mine going into season season two uh, I think a lot of people do like Bridgerton for the steamy scenes. The, mm, the there were a lot of steamy scenes in season one. Um, there was. The staircase and the library mm -hmm. and the gardens and the everywhere. Yeah, oh, it, just, it was just, you know, a lot in season one, um, which was and not true for season two. Been, yeah, you would have thought there would have been more considering it was about Anthony, right. who we know already had taken his liberties with multiple women. So it was weird. There definitely was a lack of the actual act. And I think, <laughs> that, oh my God. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, is that when we have these classical period pieces, that is not something necessarily explored a lot. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. The high society it's taboo to talk about sex and you know engaging in sex which is highlighted beautifully by daphne's naive naivety i don't even know if that's a word uh in season one you know where the, oh the duke can have children what are you talking about the duke <laughs> yeah, she had no clue right she had no clue um but uh I, I I understand the appeal of the steamy scenes. I'm not one for steamy scenes. I'm okay with them. I mean, they're cool and whatnot. Uh, but as far as that, yes. Here at the forefront, we knew going in, Anthony Bridgerton was going to be the lead role. And I think that's where we can, you know, start this. Uh, I, I mean, mean, it kind of also started off with, like, Eloise taking, like, a step in the limelight because it was her, what is it, like, her christening her coming out her um her coming out that's no that's not what they call it um <laughs> it first entering society but i don't know was it like an official entering society i, I honestly don't know because they what, didn't like, really show her much the ladies are always like out there if they're still single every season yeah I guess yeah i don't know what the actual name for that is but i guess <laughs> if you're like old enough and it's the season they go through the thing i don't know what the actual I I, I I know there's a name. I know where it's been. But um, you know. Yeah, I I, I guess those what happens in the other part of the year. They nothing. Absolutely nothing. They stay warm away from winter, I guess. <laughs> they stay they stay waiting around for the season, which is funny, because here we are waiting around for season two, and now we're thrown back into it. Right when they're in season yeah. you see it's a that's that cool dramatic irony mm -hmm. i see it i see it but yeah yeah i guess they just kind of stay single until the next season and then yeah that's it yeah. but season yet 
let's get down into the nitty and gritty. And again, we're covering the whole season, so we can talk multiple points at any point. But I want to go ahead and kick things off with probably the biggest thing was the Anthony Bridgerton Sharma Love Triangle. Let's that's yeah, that was the crux. Before we even get into that, we need to correct you on something. If you keep saying Anthony the entire time, we're probably going to smack oh, you. There's Anthony. an H in there. It's Anthony. Anthony. Is there not an H in there? But they pronounce it Anthony. Because they, they don't. Pronounce it like a civilized person that you are. Anthony. Fine, I'll say Anthony. Yes. The Anthony Bridgerton and <laughs> Sharma love triangle. So, yes, here we uh, have them at the forefront of this season were you satisfied watching their little little i don't know what you want to call it all but unpop maybe this is unpopular because david loves her but edwina annoys the crap out of me curse. i didn't know that's why i paused i don't know if i can curse no no you can curse it's okay she very much she's too proper and prim and i just feel like her sister caters to her and it's she very annoying was playing the part that she was given <laughs> she was told to be very she has to go marry a man that's english and so she had to go and fit into the society she's playing the part you know like yeah so you can't blame her for doing exactly what she was taught to do what she was um, groomed to do See, I kind of see both sides because I also thought she was annoying. Um, <laughs> I, don't I really did. I didn't. She's beautiful and a good actress, right? But um, I just got irked every time she talked. Her character in particular, like I didn't like her character until she started speaking up, like at the end, and then mm -hmm. I really got to see what her thoughts were and whatever. But before then. Girl, you really didn't see your sister looking at him and doing that? Like, come on. Okay. All right. That that part was annoying. Um, yes. They were making goo-goo eyes. Y'all's background. Yeah. Um, they were making goo-goo eyes this whole time. And I love the scene, too, where she says, was I really that blind? Yeah. Yes. yes. You were. Yes. Yes, you were. But I, I, didn't, I, I didn't find her annoying. I, I mean, I found her stupidity kind of annoying i guess yeah her, 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 her naiveness is that a this word is like her coming out into society too like she's like maybe a couple years younger than eloise or a couple years older than eloise like she's a she's a little jit you know like she has to try to earn her way into society and then she becomes the diamond of the season and julia andrews she did a great job with voicing the narrative the whole does a good yeah. julia andrews oh stop i don't i'll stop here american poppins Oh, well, here, I'll, I'll say my next little point in a Julie Andrews. Uh, All right. If you found Edwina Sharma oh. annoying, you saw the point of the show. Edwina Sharma was living her sister's best life, the one projected on her by Kathani Sharma. Therefore, she was never her own character. So like you said, Captain Falcon, when she stepped up and started speaking for herself, that is the point where we finally recognize her as her own character. Wow. And that was the point. And that yeah. was the point. That was the whole point when she well, called I her mean, out. That's the also the other point is that like she isn't supposed to be rebellious you know she's supposed to be very ladylike and follow like the rules and the societal expectations and stuff because her sister's the one that's more of like the rebellious type that speaks her mind and does all mm -hmm. that stuff so like she had to kind of just go with like the flow of what society wanted make sure that you're always putting your best face forward all that stuff yeah but i think i'm just the older sister so i totally and i'm the perfect younger sister i this see like having to take on a lot of responsibility so when i see edwina i just imagine like they don't they don't understand what you do as a bigger sister and how much responsibility and stuff you take i don't know but no no that's the point too because yes kate's allowed to speak her mind because she's not the diamond she's not supposed to get married she's mm -hmm. allowed to make oh. quips at Anthony, while you know, again, they they're grooming her. They groom Edwina, 
to be, yeah. you know, the perfect diamond. And again, that's never the life. And as the queen, Queen Charlotte, shout out to her. I don't think she gets a lot of respect. Um, no, she's I, so good. Yes, she is amazing. Actress. I love her. Right. When she spoke to Edwina about, you know, finding real love and finding what you want out of life, uh, that was wonderful. And I really enjoy that she stepped up and said, this is not what I want. This is not what I deserve. And boom, that's that's character development. And I really yeah. love the dynamic. And they just kept going with the Women's History Month theme because that dynamic of the queen talking to her and her kind of realizing her talking to her sister, to her mom, and like growing yeah. in this group of women is like, you know, I really liked that theme of it because it wasn't necessarily like in Daphne's case where, you know, a man had to come and then she realizes like what is going on and whatnot. This was just all like women teaching Edwina and like her becoming her own self without, even before she steps into anything with a man, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really, I really like that. Let's look at the other half of, or the other two thirds. Before we do that, I do want to, speaking of women like kind of uplifting and being like really strong powerful figures what was the name of the the one from season one that got pregnant lady tremaine no lady no that is from cinderella lady crane. lady crane when her scene with colin where she was kind of just laying it out like you know this is my life this is my destiny you don't have to come here and, and marina marina miss yeah, thompson marina. yeah the new lady crane yes yeah. the new lady crane right like shout out to her too for like going up and standing up for herself right. mom and as like you know we i don't need you to come here and be the savior of the situation i chose this life and i'm very content with this life yeah it was a little sad but at the same time i saw where she was coming from because everybody all the men and all that stuff thought they were saving her mm -hmm. or like right yeah I, I forgot about that but yeah that scene is like and he still tries to tell her well i don't think you're happy and he's she's like listen dude i'm laying it out i want to be here don't tell me i don't i am like sure in myself go away <laughs> yeah <laughs> this dude is providing for my son right and loves my son and i don't necessarily need his affection exactly but you know she was yeah she was content mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of moments of women just kind of sticking it to this patriarchal society that they live in which uh -huh. is also very unrealistic for the time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I'm really glad they incorporate that. Oh my more. gosh, the scene where Edwina dance with, dances with their sister. Mm -hmm. Love that scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's look at the other two thirds of Anthony and Kate, because you know, what is Bridgerton without your power couple of the season? How do you rank them against the uh, the Duke of Hastings and Daphne. I enjoyed watching these two more than the Duke and Daphne. And I think it's because I don't like Daphne, but that's okay. He, I don't know what his problem is with Daphne. He really doesn't like She's Daphne. got a long neck. <laughs> it's really long. That's actually, but that's not the point. It's not the point. I... I Oh, go no, ahead, go ahead. I wasn't a huge fan of Daphne either, but I think it's because like the way they, like her dress, like the way they dressed her, I was just like, she kind of looks like a little doll. Like that's like, <laughs> I don't know. But that was just me like <clears throat> just venting off to the side. I don't know. I think I liked Daphne and the Duke's relationship just a little bit more. Well, just because we got to see a little bit more of their like romantic relationship together. Ooh, that's, and then that's we did with Anthony and Kate. Like Anthony and Kate were, vexed with each other for most of the season and it wasn't until like the last two episodes or three episodes that they were like really starting to like like each other but even then when they started to like each other it was like a forbidden love so you didn't really get to see much of that chemistry happen it was all like <clears throat> a quarreling chemistry of just glances and sighs see i think it's the opposite i feel like that anthony and kate had much more chemistry than simon and daphne Ooh. Like I even think I agree. Corals, I felt it much more. Like that want 
they like really, they really conveyed that well. I think the actors just had more chemistry personally. I, I think don't it's because it's also your love language a little bit. Starting quarrels. I know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker it's, for enemies to lovers trope. It's competitive. Well, they're competitive. They're like <laughs> rivals. You know, they were like intellectual yeah. rivals. Like, uh, I think a lot of the scenes where they're actually, you know, we say quarreling, but there were some scenes where they were actually going against each other, like at the horse race. You know, mm -hmm. they're out here talking about the horses. Yeah. Um, behind you. That, what's that game? Palm okay. Palm. Palm Mall. No, it's not croquet. It's based off croquet. Oh. But well, they had fun for a minute when they got stuck in the mud. They were laughing and stuff. They were there were key oh. moments in their yeah. quarrels where they could actually just be themselves. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think they wanted to hate each other so much because they felt like it couldn't happen. You know, like, I don't know. I just felt like they were, the glances were enough for me. Even though there was less <laughs> sex and stuff this season, I felt, I just felt it more. But I feel like that's a woman thing. Like, you know, the, the leading up is sometimes better than the actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not like... <laughs> Wait a minute, the lead up is like, I just, I just, like, I just, like, I just say, oh no. no like, the anticipation can sometimes almost like make it that much better. You know, like. Okay, that's different than it's better. I know, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't word it correctly. I apologize. I gotta great. apologize. You're not, um, All of our listeners are also you're not hurting my feelings. You hurt anybody's feelings or like, damn, that anticipation was better than the actual <laughs> uh, thing. But um, yeah, not necessarily. But like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. I, I enjoyed this build up. The will they, won't they? Is he finally gonna dump Edwina for lack of a better term? I, I enjoyed oh, that watching. Situation it. was just so like, it was like it gave me such like a feeling of like anxiety because it's like you're too deep in it, man. Like she's saying that she loves you. You're proposing like. It's too late for you to kind of like pull the plug on this. Like you had a whole gala and ball that is supposed to like show off like your new lady. And then now he's like here having feelings for Kate. Like if you had feelings for Kate, why'd you drag this on for so long? Trauma. Oh. Trauma, yeah. So I think that's something that I like. Yeah. Go ahead. I liked about this season was that we learned a lot more about Anthony and his trauma and toxic masculinity they're like you know going with that role because if you remember from season one duke of hastings to his trauma with his dad um and all of that and how it translates to him not wanting to marry him not wanting kids and all of this yeah. and we kind of learn anthony's backstory we saw anthony's bad decision making in season one and now we understand why he is the way he is. Yeah, and those like flashbacks that. were so good. Like, I really understood it. Like, he literally had to pick up all the pieces and see his mom literally even mentioning suicidal thoughts, his mom, because she was so torn up over the father's death. And I could see where he could grow up and thinking, I want no part of that. I never want to feel that way or make anyone feel that way because love is too strong. Yeah, because like she was going to, what is it? Forgive, forget for, she was going to drop all of her duties as like the leader of the house because she was so enamored by love and to, she would rather be with her late husband than to like be in charge of the family. And I feel like, back then it's more duty than it is anything else. Like he had a, such a strong duty for the family and he felt like I have to stay true to this family. I have he couldn't even mourn. Yeah. He couldn't even mourn. Right away they're like, where should the body go, sir? Like, right, he was thrusted into it. Like, yeah, right away. And it's really unfair how that happened. And yes. So he didn't want that. He didn't want all that feeling. So that's why he kept, that's why even though he knew he had feelings for Kate, he's like, I'm going to propose to Edwina because that'll be a very practical choice. She'll raise our kids well. I, we don't have to have too much feeling involved. So no one has to get hurt. But that's, that's, you know, and it, there's a lot of layers here. His yeah. mother, his mother, Daphne, I think those were the main two. You know, his mother loved her husband and 
for, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they got married based out of love, not based out of duty. And yeah. right. And then, you know, Daphne's annoying because she only showed up for what, like three episodes uh, just to give some insight. Whatever. He was like <laughs> given the eye like, bitch, I see you. You you don't like her. You like this other one. What are you doing? Like yeah, right. Daphne was you. definitely like the big sister. Like, hello, you don't like her, you know? <laughs> She and she could have easily said, F you, Anthony, you made me get married to the Duke and made the Duke marry me. I just saw you and Miss Sharma in a room alone. Like she could have easily said, you guys have to get married now or I'm going to tell everyone. Um, she could. That's what he did to her pretty much. Mm -hmm. The shoe was on the other foot. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But that's, you know, that's the hubris of Anthony. He can't admit he's in love. He's got the duty to the family. And then, of course, who is his little sister? A woman to say what he should be doing or how he should be feeling. And that's the layer. This society has its problems. And, and women should not speak or they're <laughs> where they don't belong. Excuse me? <laughs> Before Grandmaster Who gets smacked upside the face. Right. Let's look at the opposite side of that um kind of what's the word i'm looking for um symbolism you have miss featherington who is using that kind of courtship or like getting caught in the act to help try to save her family's like fortune and stuff to be honest with you the featherington like kind of storyline was really boring to me I don't the, like the featheringtons are my least favorite family i didn't like them no yeah i mean it, i mean other than penelope penelope um, they just, I don't know, their whole story. I was just, I wasn't interested whenever they'd come on screen, I'd be like, ugh, okay. What's They're very um, static characters. Like they didn't, like the sisters, they didn't give them much background. Yeah. So that like, and, but I will say as much as I don't like Lady Featherington, she has like major like Kris Kardashian vibes to me. Like she's gonna get it done for her daughters. Like. However, I can see that. Yeah, she's gonna lie, steal, cheat. She's like, she's a ultimate mama bear, really. Because as evil as she is, I'm like, you gotta kind of respect how much she's loves her daughters, and she's gonna do all that for them. And, and that's the scene where I actually started to appreciate the Featheringtons is where she stepped up to cousin Jack and said, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm doing. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for those three, those three ladies over there." You know? Yeah, I was very surprised when she said that. I was like, oh. I yeah. know, because you don't see her yeah. seem like she cares about them much. But I didn't even know she liked that. Penelope. She does. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> right, I had no idea she liked Penelope. Um, but yeah, the Featheringtons, they're there. They were like a subplot. There were like some other subplots in there as far as, you know, the non-Bridgerton people like uh, Mr. Mondridge uh yeah. the duke's friend oh he's sexy oh yeah he is right yeah the beard yeah you asked me that when we were watching it he wasn't he wasn't doing it for he me was, he wasn't doing it for you nah, was um, his was his story doing it for you the, his story was doing it for me um the gentleman's like, bar yes i like the gentleman's bar and then how um colin stepped up at the end and was like you know I told all my friends, I'm like, wow, that's. Ugh, I want. That was the it. only good thing that Colin did. Like, uh, Colin, Colin was so annoying this season. Yeah. Uh, let, let's yeah, let's get into the other Bridgertons. Yeah, Colin. Um, I've been on my travels. I went to Greece. <laughs> uh, he he's he's literally every college student that studies abroad. Yeah, no, that's literally the experience he was given, no doubt. Um, and then he had the whole like we already talked about with Marina. Because yeah. he needed closure. I don't know if he needed closure. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And then, you know, Colin lost major points. The thing he said about Penelope, he kind of, you know, he was saying certain things to Penelope. And then the past two seasons, he's been not leading her on, but like friend zoning the crap out of her. He's like, oh, you're such a good friend, Pen. It's like, ugh. Like, right. He said, he said, I, I can't be with a woman, but. You're you're more than a woman, Penelope. You're Penelope. You're Pen. You're my friend. But then again, 
you know how many times um, Colin called her a friend and she's still like Google. Yes. Yeah. Like that's what was frustrating for me was like he's clearly expressed no interest and although you're in love with him you can't force somebody to like you. <laughs> yeah, but I will say he made little comments like the first season totally like let it go Penelope. But this season how he said like oh Lady Crane was right about you. He said that I could, you know, always count on you or something, or that you're, you're like, I don't know. It was just little comments he made that I was like, hmm. That would like tease her. And yeah, her yeah. Stuff. And it's like, but then like at the very end, like he kind he of blew it. He yeah. blew it. He, but it seems to be like a Bridgerton trope that like the guys are having guy talk and then like, Mm-hmm. Screwing it up for some of the ladies. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what happened with Anthony and then Miss Sharma walked by. And she was like, oh, so you just want a woman who is smart and can fulfill the duties. You don't want love. You don't want love. Well, I want my sister to want love. <laughs> Locker room talk. Started back then, continues today. Yeah. Um, yeah, Colin. I'm like over Colin. Yeah, yeah. over Colin. I think Benedict. I mean, I feel Benedict was not much was really going on for Benedict. Um, he was back into like the arts. I think he took like a step back um, this season. He didn't really have a step forward in the last season either. Um, he's very artistic. He, I don't think he's going to kind of go with the flow of everybody else. You know, he's the second son, so he doesn't have to be in that position of being the leader of the family. Um, he has a little bit more liberty to go around and mm-hmm. pursue his art career. And he originally wanted to travel the world like Colin did, um, especially after he had that ashwagandha tea or whatever. Uh, I loved that Oh, scene. that was, he was on shrooms, no? I, shrooms, ashwagandha, who knows what was in that powder. I oh man, I was like, he's on, he's on a trip. It was purple. It was a purple powder. I was like, yo, yeah, whatever it was, I was like, he's on, he's tripping. I am. Um, I definitely like the parallel that Benedict and um, Anthony had, you know, how Anthony paid for his entrance to the school and then Kate and Edwina, where she's trying to control everything for Edwina. Uh, And then, you know, Benedict chooses to leave and do his own thing. And Edwina also is like, I want to do something that, you know, I choose to do and not not doing stuff because it's, in reality, what you want for your life, you know? Doing it on your own merit. On your own terms, on your own merit. So- um, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I liked that parallel. Um, and just that, you know, sibling relationship comparison yeah. between the two. I mean, like, what what does Edwina like to do on her own? We I have no idea. She likes she to was, read. Oh, she likes, she does she, like to read. She plays she, she loves her stories. But she was four. Remember, she said, she said, well, that's good because I can have someone to tell the stories to. Because oh, Anthony true. said he mm-hmm. doesn't. But that's all and we know. I think <laughs> that, I don't know. I just have a very competitive spirit. So I feel like I relate to Kate so much more. So that's why I also like if Lena playing Paul Mall, I was like, oh, get her off the field. Like, <laughs> she was uh, clearly, she was not. She's like, don't stop on my account. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but um, that's the thing. Uh, uh, as far as what could happen next season, I hope Bridgerton is not just a thing where we just choose a Bridgerton, watch them get into an entanglement, and fall in love by the end of it. That's kind of boring. And that, books are though, Ethan. That's what they are. Is that what they are? Grandmaster. Oh. Grandmaster Hoop. I it's okay. This this is Grandmaster Hoop, Captain Falcon, and that's Dars. How original. <laughs> wow. Um, it's called Brandon. Ever, there's, there's nine books, and each book, so there's eight Bridgerton children. So there's a book for each kid, and then there's a book for the mom. What happened to the F? Francesca? Francesca does have her own book too. But she so. disappeared in the season. Yes. Yeah. They said it was they said it was like a um a casting. Not casting, but she had other Oh, other projects. 
and she didn't play that big a part this season anyway. So she was there. Oh, the, she was like in one episode, and the whole time I was like counting. I was like, oh, I'm not counting. I did this. Anthony, Benedict, Colin, Daphne, Eloise, F. Where's F? Gregory, Hyacinth, where's F? <laughs> so, but was, yeah, so each of the books is pretty much the love story of each of the. Oh, children. so who we then? Let's talk about Eloise. Next I think they're setting Benedict. her up. You said next, next is who? Benedict. Benedict. Yes. Yeah, he goes to art school. He goes and he does his own. But thing. I don't know. I I really don't want the Eloise one to follow the books, just on what I've heard. Because I love this, like, Eloise going off, like, you know, into the streets of the poor people. And well, isn't, isn't that, isn't that, that's her, that's her, she met her man. She met her man, the print shop dude. Well, no, that's, that's not what it's like in the books. Oh, the print shop dude is not her dude? Mm-mm. We like the print shop dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Shonda's take this whichever way she wants shout out to shonda rhymes yeah she's gonna she's gonna probably make it better i mean what could be better than the classic wealthy versus low class love mm -hmm. that's that's it i, I think that's, that's not what happens though i, I don't know that would, that would be a very interesting take to see like that print shop dude try to make his way in high society and then like be like this isn't the life for me we are in two different worlds Mm. Yeah, I I thought that I don't know I haven't read the books, but I um I thought that that's where this was going with Eloise was, you know, here's you're from this high class, you're a Bridgerton, and then the print shop dude, you know, is like no one in society and how controversial it's gonna be in society and whatnot. Um, that's where that should get. Yeah, I thought that's where it was going because you see the diversity up in, you know, the high class, but then also diversity with classes class, right, would right. be a cool take on it. So. Especially like one of my favorite characters is the French lady. Um, oh, Delacroix. Madame Delacroix. 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 Who has a terrible French accent. Ooh, might I say. Get her. <laughs> get her. <laughs> but I like her. Like, you know, she's she's kind of like um, listening oh, to that, the secrets and stuff. That um, quote she says to Penelope, because Penelope was saying, have I not given you enough business in the paper? And she's like, yes, but don't you always want more? Like, mm -hmm. uh, what did she say? I don't know. She was saying something about that doesn't mean you shouldn't want more she's yeah, she's she's got some good one-liners because she also i watched mm -hmm. the video about something she said in season one about you know we are women who says we can't make it in our in the world in our own way you know i don't want to mm -hmm. make it by what's the society what society says i should do with like all these high class people and their little debutantes mm -hmm. you know she's like i'm gonna do what i do what i love to do and I'm gonna do it better than everybody else. And she she told that to Anthony's old, uh, lack of a better term, ho. Um, oh, but then it also shows with Anthony and and the opera singer, it's she was like a lower class. And right. He made that decision based on class because he he liked her, he loved her. But you know that's Anthony and oh, where am I? Okay, <laughs> um, that's Anthony and Kate leading with their head you know what should be done not leading with what they're feeling you know boy were they feeling it <laughs> you fix me <laughs> that's a favorite line yes I love no it. no no I, I love my favorite line is when she says i'll go i'm going back to indian he's like that is not far enough ah, i love that part. there's not a corner right <laughs> there's, a, there's not a corner on this world on this earth on this earth or something that could be far enough from my feelings from you, I, you know, oh man do i need to look it up i feel like this earth you could go to to free me from this torment yes <laughs> that was good see i was very enthralled by the steaminess of yes enthralled <laughs> by the steaminess of the quotes 
They had some really good quotes. They did, but season one had good quotes. No, they did it. They had one good yes, quote. Did. He said, what did he say? He said, um, I burn for you. I burn for you. <laughs> no, no, my favorite quote is the is the um Loving meet, your best No, to meet beautiful women is one thing. But to meet the most, no, to meet your best friend and the most beautiful woman is entirely apart. That's my favorite line. <laughs> That's a good one too. Well, what, what Daphne says to Simon too in the rain about like um, love and that, you know, he can be broken and that's, she'll still love every part of him. That was yeah. a good one too. That was a good one too. Yeah. Good quotes this, from no, season th one. This season two had some really good ones. I mean, okay. Yes, they, there was some very good quotes. There was just really too. good emotion. Right. Like, it fell off when she was in the bed and hadn't woken up. And then when the mom tells Anthony that Kate woke up, like just the look on, like the crying, you know, the look on his face mm -hmm. when he found out she woke up. Like, I just feel like they acted it so well. Like, oh, I love when he's chasing her and he's like, Mishama, Mishama, Kate. Kate. <laughs> uh, and at like, the end, Aww. he calls her um, Kathani. He uses like. Kathani. Uh, Isn't that the I first time that. they dropped her name? Because uh, I, I had no idea her name was Kathani. Yeah. No, no, no. They, they said her name a couple times. Did the mom they? said it. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I was, I was unaware. I was unaware. <laughs> The Here's one thing, and I'm, it's coming. The one thing I'm going to say I didn't like about this season was it was just too slow for me. It just, it, the buildup was too much. I think there was a lot more storytelling and maybe it's just preference because some people really like storytelling, but I would just felt like I was waiting for something to happen. And then, you know, Kate would look at Anthony and be like, oh, I really want you look away. <laughs> and then <laughs> look at, and then they have another scene where they're looking at each other. Oh, look away, I hate you. You know, it was just kind of too much back and forth. You for fix me. me. Right. Yeah. That's I, I will say like. the beginning, the beginning, I felt like the first half of the season was definitely slower. But I felt like, cause once I got like halfway is when I couldn't stop the binging. Like it was like, yeah, like midnight and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to watch the next episode. What happens next? Yeah, like after the wedding, the wedding and like after you, I felt like it was a little more exciting, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think we, the uh -oh. most we did was maybe three episodes, which I, I know in season one, I think we did more than three. Oh, I watched the whole thing because you watched it after me. I watched the whole thing and then I watched it oh. with you. <laughs> right, I was I was forced. Wow. Hands tied behind my back, forced to watch season one. Yeah. Um, are the same. Huh? I did the same thing. I watched all of it, and then I, no, I watched we, episodes with David We started after. the first episode <laughs> together, and we're like, all right, we're hooked. We're doing this together as That's a group. That's so funny. And then the next day, oh, I'm so sorry. I binged all of it while I was sleeping. I'm like, Listen, what? listen, listen. Uh, some people work on Fridays. Here he some goes. people work Here on Fridays. Goes. We finish episode seven Thursday night. I come home early on Fridays. I get a text midday, probably around like 10 o'clock. Is it okay if I watch the finale? <laughs> Is it okay if I watch? I'm like, you can't, you can't find another show. No, to I didn't watch have any at, other show. You only had to wait five, six hours. Six hours. That's, in the, in the grand scheme, yes, yeah, six hours. Episode. Yeah. But Especially we, uh, if you had just seen the episode before that, because that episode ended with her falling off the horse. Right. right. I need to know what happened. Yeah, I right. can't wait for six to. hours. Right. And you, I had to and, wait. You know, and <laughs> I'll tell you a little secret. I already started watching it when I texted you. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> betrayal that's so funny and like not funny because when i when i watched the finale you know what when you know what was going on look at this video look at this video look at this video i found look at this video i found i'm like i'm trying to watch the finale i i, I know you watched it i already watched I, it I, i'm trying to watch the show that you left me on 
Yeah. <laughs> I was, and you know what? And the thing is, I I watched the video on the phone. I didn't complain. <laughs> I watched the video. I said, you know what? Yeah. I, I this will come back. Karma's a bitch, and she'll come back. But um. Not you said Sharma's a bitch. Oh, that's oh. good. That's good. Sharma's a bitch. Well, she, grandma Sharma was. Oh, you're right. That scene at the table, like I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, was she sucking too? Anthony like stood up for her. Like I was like, that's some good TV right there. That's another. Oh, yeah, that, I really yeah. like that scene. He like stood up for them, but then he he was still like, no, I stood up for y'all, but we're still, still gonna keep it separate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I saw a thing where they were showing when Anthony finally spoke up, because a lot of crap was said and he didn't say anything. And then he didn't actually say, like say that's enough until she started um, attacking Kate. Yes, yes. So that was just a little interesting. Tidbit. I mean, all, all the signs were there for everyone to pick up on and they just didn't. So yeah. I could understand when people say it was slow, um, maybe the back and forth was too much because it was like as an audience member we picked up on it from day one we're like oh he's gonna get with kate no question right. but um yeah that's why i say the back and forth was a little too much for me because it was it was caught like maybe three or four come here no go away come here <laughs> um and that's i don't know it was just the buildup was a little too long for me yeah, which maybe we would have gotten less of if they followed the books more. Mm -hmm. Because that, that book, the whole second part of the book, like you see their married life. Oh, see? really? Yeah. I would have like, liked to see that scene. That, but, you know. Well, you know. as far as we know, both of them are coming back. Yeah, they maybe. Both that. Yeah, we'll maybe be able to get to see that married life. Because, you know, unlike Daphne and, uh, Simon, Reggae Jean Page exited the series, so that's what well, I said. Shown him because they said that Simon reggae. actually was a big part of the Pall Mall like game and stuff. Like he was in the second book. See, but See? they had to kind of. I need my there. man to come back. I'm okay. I'm glad they didn't recast him. I'm glad they didn't recast yeah. him. It, I mean, it, because the the book focuses on different Bridgertons each time, it was easy to not need him. Um, but yeah, I did like him as well. Um, you know, I feel we cover most of everything regarding season two. Uh, a lot of things people don't talk about. The music. I was going to say, can we talk about the music? Yes, we can talk about the music. Some people Thanks. don't like it when I play the music in the car. Why would you play it's it in the car? It's elevator music. It's elevator. elevator. It's, no. It's fantastic. Goodness. That, it's fantastic elevator music. Sleep. It should. It's so soothing. <laughs> I think that season one had better music than season two. Yes, it did. I think so, too. I'll say this. I like the compromising of uh, of uh, the four seasons and when it's raining and stuff. I'm like, dang, I'm gonna listen to this every time I have to get work done. I'm not sure which one that is. That's like but... at the very end when they're like, uh, she's it's it's raining at the very end of season one. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. you know when I talk about the music, see, you're talking about the score, which is I think done by Chris Bowers. Oh, well, I'm not gonna look it up. Um, you're talking about like, right. uh, I'm talking, talking about vitamin. Well, uh, they actually got a couple of different violinists to come on and violinist groups to come on. Dancing on my own was oh, that was a good one. Dancing oh. on my own was a really good one. That's when uh, Edwina was like, "Dance with, dance with Lord Richardson, oh, yeah. Kate, Dee Dee, Dee Dee." He Dee Dee. He calls oh, me Dee Dee all the time. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was kind of do the. I, I do both their voices. I'll be like, Dee Dee, what are you doing? And I'll be like, it is not just your concern, Bo. <laughs> when, that's when she doesn't respond. I'm like, call me Bond. Call me Bond. <laughs> this is the, some weird, you know, <laughs> we're going to go past that. Listen, dancing on my own, 
was really good. That was really and good. Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball. When Wrecking, Wrecking Ball, Ball came on, I thought it was pretty good. I just, I love Thank You Next from yeah. uh, season one. That was, that was really good. Season one. Was, Thank yeah. You Next was good. It was, it was really good. That was like the first song. Yeah, and it was like yeah, yeah. Thank you. Next was the first like one, and I was like, wait, I I heard the song and I was like, wait, I know this. Dun-na, dun-na. Well, see, <laughs> I think that's genius. <laughs> the bad guy was really yeah, good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did good ones for season. Yeah, they did more current songs. Oh, the Harry Styles one was good. I liked that. See, Harry Styles. Which one did they do? Oh. Sign of the day. Times. Oh right, right, right. I feel. Hey, I don't know the one. Listen, I mean, they did. I don't remember what scene they did it, but when they did Material Girl, I really like that one. Season two. Yeah, season two, but I don't know what scene it was. It was the first ball that they had. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Wasn't it when they were walking in front of the queen? Imagine. Yeah, it was when they were walking from the queen. And the queen was choosing her diamond or whatever. No, it was, no? this was after that she chose uh, the diamond and it was like announcing the diamond at the mall. Oh, uh, okay. Dancing, like dancing. Loved it. Um, I never actually thought of playing that while working. So thank you, Dars. Wait a minute. I made a whole street. I went and looked at Vitamin String Quartet. play it while You're I'm welcome. out. Having You're, fun, not working. I I made a whole playlist with all their. They they've been around for years. They've got covers for decades. Okay, <laughs> I've been. Oh, thanks, stars. Thanks. <laughs> you're, you're you're great. You're great. He gave me the idea. Always make sure. <laughs> and it makes sense as it yeah, doesn't have words. Putting his foot where it doesn't belong. <laughs> um. Don't. Um, I would like to, you know, I think, oh my gosh, Lady Whistledown. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to, I was going to say. Yes, you. we have not talked about Lady Whistledown. Oh my gosh, I mean, that do we, scene between which, Eloise ah. and Penn where she's like, um, what did she say? An she insipid said, wallflower, indeed. I was like, oh girl. At, at, <laughs> at, at least I did something. You always talk of action and never do anything about it. I did uh, something. Oh, God. And you're just jealous because what I've created. Something like that. Yeah, that was intense. And it made me sad because I did like their friendship a lot. Mm -hmm. But I get it. I Eloise had this big fascination. And Penn said nothing when she would drone on and on and on about Lady Whistledown when they're best friends. So I totally get. I get it. Yeah, the betrayal for sure. Yeah, I was definitely, I get it. You know, I get how pissed Eloise was because here you are supposed to be my best friend. And she said it. She's like, you've talked about your own family, my sister, my brother, like, you know. Well, yeah, this was also like the day yeah. or two after. She was just like publicly humiliated. like Right. And she know? did it to save her from the wrath of the queen. But it's like, maybe you should have told her like, no, I'm Lady Whistledown. What can we do to fix this? And yeah. let it be Eloise's idea to trash herself. Like to be, to be honest, the fact that she kept this secret from Eloise, I thought didn't make much sense. Out of all the people you can trust, the uh, one other person who doesn't care about the society, why wouldn't you bring in her? Or would actually like help you with bringing things to the light right. is Eloise, like. You know, I it just yeah. didn't make sense to me why she kept it a secret for so long. I think, and, I think she just wanted it to be something of her own, you know? right? Because mm -hmm. be yeah. because Eloise is part of the Bridgerton family that everyone loves, and she's still just a Featherington. Like that was her way of being important, I guess. And then when she like included Madame Delacroix, it wasn't because like she wanted to; it was because necessity. Was, yeah, she was found. You know, like she was mm -hmm. spotted in the market. Yeah, and it's funny that she does her Irish accent in that one. Yeah. Oh, we were we were talking about that. <laughs> Very good. Oh, uh, uh, I'll send you back on your arse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know, it's looking at how Penn's like, oh, at least I did something, but it's like, did you actually do anything though? Like, all you did was you know, stay in the shadows and say all say all the stuff, but. If you look at Eloise and how, you know, what's that 
little ceremony where they go and present themselves uh, to the queen or whatever? I think that's what it's called, like the presentation. <laughs> they have like the feathers and, and whatnot. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, Eloise, stuff happened, but she was ready to walk out of there. Penn went in there. She didn't want to do it, but because, you know, it was like the proper thing to do or whatever, she went with it. So it's like, Eloise takes action in other ways that Penn mm -hmm. doesn't really realize. So it's like, you know, did you actually do anything or were you just... I mean, she's not doing much. She's just stirring a pot. Right. And everybody <laughs> wants a taste of what's going on. So, you know, I don't know what more she can do with Lady Whistledown other than keep stirring the pot. Mm -hmm. um, I feel at this point, too... What? Sorry. No, go ahead. I didn't get the end though. Where, That's what I didn't understand. They... No, where she writes, um, dear reader. Um it's and it, it's in Penn's voice and then it changes. And it voice. changes, right. Yeah, okay. Um, where it says she's like, Dear reader, I'm not gonna keep silent or something. Like, what does that mean? Is she gonna keep writing? She's gonna, she's gonna get yeah. she's gonna keep doing her own thing. Yeah, she's, she's gonna, gonna spill more secrets. Oh gosh. So. Okay, I didn't get it. I was like, "Wait, so you're still gonna do it?" <laughs> I mean, I mean, that wasn't that. That did she say she was gonna stop? I don't know, but it's like Eloise she, knows. Before Eloise found out, before Eloise found out, she said that that was she wasn't. Oh, going. you're right. That was the last before one. Eloise, she, she's. She hated, I, yeah, she hated that she was um, that she had to write about her friend like oh. that. So she said that was the last time she was ever gonna be Lady Whistledown is after she posted the publication about um, Eloise. Yeah. Oh, okay. And now that Eloise she's like, all right, screw that. I'm back to being Julian. Yeah. And now we're gonna see Eloise grapple with that information in the next season. And Penelope, I think it's just gonna really stir up some pots. Uh, but yeah. now Eloise knows, so you think I'm sorry, not tell? Eloise. I meant Penelope. You just said Penelope. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Eloise is not going to tell because Eloise has integrity. Yeah, I don't also, think Eloise would tell. I think Penelope can also be like, if you tell my secrets, I'll tell your secrets. Mm. What is what is what is Whistledown or Penelope have on Eloise? She likes that boy, the Prince um, boy. Yeah, she has all that stuff about Theo. Which ain't much, but high society, low class. They're so cute. They are cute. I like them. But actually, speaking of that, are we looking forward to anything in season three? I don't know what to expect at all. Hell, Caesar. Want see, I want to see Benedict um, be a little bit more um, sexually involved with all types of people yeah. wasn't he with men in season the first one? one but not in season two yeah right he started with... he wasn't actually with, he the, wasn't guy. with the guy he, he was just like he just was in those him. parties where yeah, he, there he was were guys it, his his mentor right was hooking yeah. up yeah, yeah right so i don't know i i mean i feel like because it's shonda rhymes and she's kind of taking it from the books she could very well make benedict bisexual I want, I want to see, yeah, I want to see more from Eloise and Benedict because they have those scenes of them talking on the They're streets, so cute. You yeah. know, and how they're like the odd ones out and yeah. they kind of accept each other for who they are. Um, I want to see them like step into who they actually are, Eloise and Benedict and like just be you know in society as they are eloise doesn't want to do the whole marriage thing and whatever and then benedict you know getting involved with whoever um throughout the season i want to see more of that i think yeah. you're going to be at the forefront yeah i feel mm -hmm. now anthony's going to take a back seat yeah well Daphne's the book was cut in half with the marriage so it could be like first half of the season is more focused on anthony and the wedding and like being a married man. And then the second half could be more about Benedict and- Yeah, they could go whichever way they want, I guess. Yeah, one of them, I think Anthony and Anthony and Kathani <laughs> are gonna be more of the background of what's going on. They're gonna be the setting for Benedict and Eloise to 
get into they were exhausting i'm ready for them to oh, the background. they're not exhausting i love them <laughs> i love them he said all the things i could teach you <laughs> oh my gosh yes when he said that and then but you know what no, we didn't talk about the beast the beast well thing. i was gonna say favorite moments do we have favorite uh, moments the beasting oh you go ahead it is just the beasting my lord it is just Gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but in the books, that's when um they get that's caught. That's when it they get caught because Anthony literally sucks the stinger like out of her boob. Ah. And everyone sees. And then they they they're forced into marriage. All just right. like I like that they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, and Edwina also didn't care, like, at all. Oh. She didn't actually have feelings for him. They made Edwina kind of more, I think they did that on purpose, just to make her a more well-rounded character, which is nice, but she, yeah, she didn't care at all. She was just kind of courting him, and when that happened, she was like, oh, congrats, Kate. <laughs> I like the agency they gave her. Now yeah. that you say that, it, it, that's a more enjoyable, entertaining dynamic. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene was um, Edwina's speech to her sister mm. um, when she tells her, you know, I hope that you're doing this because it's something that you want um, and not based on anything having to do with me. Um, and it, it shows, you know, that, um, again, the sibling dynamic, but also, you know, Kate's the older sister you usually get your knowledge like from your elders and whatever but here's the younger sister stepping up and teaching kate something you know so i mm -hmm. really i like that a lot that was my favorite sounds like you're a younger sister i, I am a layers <laughs> <laughs> um i have a couple i really like the paul mall scene but i one of the other scenes that's kind of like you kind of forget about it is so after the whole like you know marriage didn't happen and they're having to pretend they're all good with each other and they put on that ball and no one comes i really liked when they all danced just together and had a good time it was cute yeah because yeah. yeah. like and anthony kind of he initiated it like you kind of saw him let, letting go of that like sternness yeah. like like hey you know we love we all are we all love each other. Let's enjoy this and let's. Which, which is now you make me realize, you know, he's all about duty. Well, one duty of, uh, you know, being the head of the family is to be loving to your family. And yeah. that happened after the conversation that he had with um, George. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That scene where he's talking to his brother. About the Latin tutor. No. Yeah. 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 He came and said, do I suck at Latin? He's like, well, maybe I'm being too harsh on you. Like, oh and yeah, and then he was asking about, yeah, he was asking about the dad. Right, yeah. right. That was good. I think my favorite scene was, I think it was the, the dinner scene, like how he kind of stood up to the grandma and he was like, get out of my house. Like, who are you to come in here and like just ramble on about insults to these people that I'm about to marry? Like, I I really like that, but I also like the um, the scene when they were like out. <clears throat> And the promenade and then Kate gets in the word. boat and like she's in the boat and like he like is literally staring at her like the entire time and then like he he does a knot they trip they fall into the water like i'm like dang this guy like really can't get his eyes off of her you might say he was head over heels ah. Ah. <laughs> i love that i love how they all say shall we promenade like <laughs> or what do they say can we take a can we take a a loop? He didn't say a loop. Uh, whatever. Yes. High <laughs> class words. High class. Shall we take a turn? Is that what he said? Yeah, I something like so, that. Like a turn about. Yes. Like... Yeah. 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 Something like that. <laughs> um. I think it's. I think it's funny when they like they're upset, and instead of saying you know like leave or get out, like I wish for you to leave. So polite. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get the out yeah. <laughs> right i wish for you to leave modern day translation get the f 
out of here. Like, <laughs> or, it'd be, or it'd be like, you know, I cannot marry you, Lord Bridgerton. And, you know, real in real time, it'd probably be like, bitch, I ain't marrying you. You're in love with my sister. <laughs> something, so, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say this real quick. And I think it'll be the perfect time to close it off. No arguments. The wow. Anthony Kate sex scene, better than all the sex scenes in all of season one. What? Time to go. Time to go. <laughs> what a way to close it. It was a good one, though, I will say. You, it was good. Was it better? No. Yes, it was. No. Kate Sharma. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, Ashley Simone, I think her name is. Uh, Say what? From Sex Ed. Oh, I haven't seen that. She's in that? Oh, oh yeah. That's a great show. That's a good show. Oh, good for her. Netflix. Sex Ed. <laughs> oh, no, I know I know about Asa Butterfield, Hugo. Yeah, right. Ender's Game. Who? Ender's, Ender's Game. Game. Yeah, that guy. Um, But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think as the newest addition to the cast, Ashley Simone did a really good job. No, honestly, let's go back to the sex scene real quick because hey, Simone beat, Ashley, your name's Simone Ashley. I'm sorry. Nothing will beat Daphne being on top of oh! of Duke of Hazen. Oh! Like, what are you doing? And she's like, Yeah, I got you now. Stop. That wasn't love. <laughs> and then walks away. That wasn't like, love. Yes, girl. That's entrapment. Yes. That's entrapment. <laughs> she said, You will give me your babies. <laughs> I will have little dukes running around. Um, yeah, yeah so I, I think the sex scene in season two was better, even though it was just one. We got oh, a little oh, <laughs> That's yeah. That's that's our thing. Whenever we see any type of nudity, especially titties, we just yell out titties. titties. <laughs> and when they. This yes. is weird. I don't want to talk about this on a podcast, but when they first had their sex scene and they didn't pop out, like them things begging to pop out. And then, uh, she's lovely. She's great. Simone Ashley, or is it Ashley Simone? Simone <laughs> Ashley. Um, yes. Um, well, hey, um, we're all, we're all Gucci. We're all good. Right. Yep. All right. Hey. Say what? Very good indeed. Now, readers, as you listen in on this podcast, enjoy the rest of your vacations. He, oh, he did better. Sorry. I I never <laughs> said mine was good. I never said mine was good. I never said here. Here, here. I got you. Oh, hey, Julie Andrews. What are you doing here? I'm here to close. Oh, just screw it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, listen. Y'all, thank you for tuning in to today's uh, episode of Bridgerton Season 2 here at the Yonko Table. I am Grandmaster Hoop closing us off. Shout out to Captain Falcon, Darce, and newcomer Kale Caesar for joining us tonight. Listen, folks, you make sure you follow us on all social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now tiktok we're on tiktok folks so make sure you check us out on tiktok right more news to come with tiktok don't you worry uh also make sure you, if you're listening to us you check us out on your podcast listening stations spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts and if you want to see our lovely faces disappear like they're doing right now trying to stay in the focus of the camera check us out on youtube but hey that's it from us here at the yonko table we'll catch y'all for bridgerton season three uh Whenever that happens, uh, so fair, screw it, fair, screw it. You gotta close it like Lady We Whistle bid now. you a farewell. Say it again, Dars. Just take it. We bid you a farewell, dear reader. Oh, there you go. See, that's what I was gonna say. Love it. Y'all take care. <laughs> <laughs>